Welcome back, everybody, to Rules of the Arena podcast number 81. This week, myself, Casey, and Carlos sat down with being joined by uh, BJ Harrison of Byram's Custom Woodwork, who's an alumnus of the show, and he's looking at starting his own podcast and was asking me questions, and I've had probably 100 people ask me, how do you start a podcast? So we did our best we to answer BJ's questions. We had some listeners, uh, of, like yourself, send some questions to us, and we did our best to answer them. Now, with that, Blind Ninja Studios is a, a bit of a one-off with Casey having a background in IT and really building everything up from the ground up. But that aside, I hope you find it helpful if you're thinking about doing the same. And, of course, if you have any other questions that we didn't get to on here, by all means, uh, send them in to us. We'd be happy to answer them the best we can. Otherwise, I'll shut up and hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back, everybody, to Rules of the Arena podcast. And we are back at Blind Ninja Studios in River Falls, Wisconsin, uh, for the first time in a long time. Actually. Um, I'm not that long. Because uh, you had Pharaoh. Oh, that's down right. Here. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this week, uh, so BJ, you reached out. Oh, oh, sorry, BJ Harrison from Byram's Custom Woodworks is joining us again via Zoom, uh, all the way from the warm and sunny Texas. Yes, sir. You, nice you and warm today. You're right. I'll trade you. We had a, <laughs> a high of thirty something, mid thirties today. Keep it. Y'all can keep it. No, I'll, I'm fine with 85 and sunny, believe me. But you reached out to me oh, not too long ago, probably a month or well, it's probably closer to two months now at this point. Yeah. Of how do you start a podcast? And you and probably 100 other people have asked me this over the last four years of how to start a podcast. And my answer is always the same of go find somebody that has a studio, get them drunk, and get them to agree to let you do a podcast out of their studio. No. So and figure, don't get a dog. Step, right? step, <laughs> and get a dog. Make sure there's no studio dog. <laughs> bring upstairs. And uh, so yeah, and I reached out to Casey and said, "Hey, how about we, how about we talk about this? Because you're you're the resident expert on how to do most of this. Um, like I said, I just got lucky and had you, you know." plant the seed of the idea of doing a podcast in my head and it's just kind of evolved into the monster it has become since then so yeah let's start at the beginning uh bj i'll kind of let you i know you mentioned to me that you were kind of on the fence or talking about wanting to do a podcast and so where are you at in your research with this well right now i mean i've gone so far as i've got a domain i've set up an instagram account just so i could grab the name that i wanted um kind of getting a premise of what I want to do with the podcast and how I want to get everything set up. My biggest thing as far as, you know, recording software, um, hosting capabilities, stuff like that. That's where I, where I kind of hit a, a brick wall. Cause you, you ask other people that do podcasts like, Oh, I use this and you never really get a straight answer. You know, everybody uses their own podcasting. And now that podcasting is getting so popular, everybody and their brother is creating some kind of hosting platform or some kind of recording software. And I've used a few with different podcasts that I've been on. I just kind of want to get an idea of what, you know, from somebody that's been doing this for a while, what works, what equipment do you recommend um, as far as, you know, when dealing with guests and I know you can't always like in this situation, I can't think I could have jumped on a plane and 
come up there and <laughs> hung out in the studio. Uh, come on, you're making all that woodworking you know, money. Come on. Yeah, I wish. Yeah. The day job frowns upon random vacations, and so does the wife. Yeah. yeah. You're going where and leaving me with the dogs and the kids? Uh, no. Uh, jewelry gets expensive. Um, so, yeah, just, just trying to get a general idea and then figuring out, you know, is it, you know, when you're doing this, is it better? And I know in most cases, it's better to have a set schedule as far as releases, mm-hmm. you know, and and everything. And then when you're going in with, you know, if you're doing it as an interview style podcast or you're doing it as just a couple of buddies hanging out and chatting every week and just shooting the how PC is this podcast? I no, have to ask. No, not, okay. not terrible. Okay, cool. You know, sitting around shooting the shit for an hour or whatever. And then also like time limits because I one I don't ever want to even be close to be the next Joe Rogan because I can't stand to sit around for three hours and listen to him talk (laughs) much less sit around for three hours and listen to me talk Um, there's not enough alcohol and unfortunately in Texas (laughs) certain things are not legal yet (laughs) can't do that yet to get through a Joe Rogan podcast in one sitting Um, but yeah just some general questions general ideas of where where to start um yeah. What you recommend and everything. Yeah, I would say um, let's start at the, you know, yeah. very bare minimum. Like Casey. Well, let's like how do um so let me give a little history on Blind News Studios um and we'll talk about that and it'll kind of give you an idea of what kind of colored um colored my choices for why I chose to do what what I did with with the network. Um so we started in 2012, so 10 years ago podcasting was I mean, it was it was new. It was very like Adam Curry didn't really start the I, format till what well, twenty ten? Yeah, something like that. We were mm-hmm. I think we were about two years into like what podcasting became yeah. a thing. Like uh, at the time I was listening to Nerdist and um like the Acquisitions Incorporated podcast and um like and just not a ton of stuff was out. Um, I mean, what were you listening to at that time? Were you even listening to podcasts yet? Uh, probably not. I don't think I was listening to anything at that time. Okay. Carlos, I'm sorry. I forgot to mention you're here in studio. Well, yeah, I'm here. This is only your second ROA appearance. <laughs> so, <laughs> habit, sorry. Right. My second, but I still got like three hours of uh, screen time on. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, at, at the time, like, there, there's a lot more ready-made tools. So, the way, the way uh, we went is everything, um, I guess, is I guess bespoke might be the right word. I had to build everything from the ground up, um, as far as the hosting and the website and all that. Like, luckily, like my background um, as a software developer helped a ton in that. Um, and so, like all of our all of our uploading software is custom built. Our website, uh, our website backend is all custom built by me. Um, and so that's that's kind of where we ended up. Um, and we've we've had some growing pains, and we've had to migrate to different um, web platforms. I think we started with GoDaddy back in the day, and now we're uh, running an Azure service, which is a lot nicer. But there's there's a lot easier ways to to do the whole like actual hardware get started thing now um, with web hosting platforms and things like that. Yeah, with the the actual physical hardware between microphones, soundboard. Yeah, I was lucky enough. Like you, you at the time, so uh, you're six, seven years deep by the time I showed up. Yeah, 
but I didn't start doing anything outside of the studio until 2020 because, or, well, really 2021 because of COVID. Mm -hmm. We had to shut the studio down here. So that, that was great for me because it forced me to kind of look at it. Okay. How do I want to go move forward with this? Yeah. And then Ben, who, you know, grandpa Ben, he had a background in sound production mm -hmm. through the EDW system. And I was, a, and he's a tech guy. And I said, "Hey Ben, what do I need to do this?" And he sends me, a, you know, a fifty thousand dollars studio. And I go, "Okay, cool, that's great. How do I do this on a budget?" <laughs> <laughs> so from there, and BJ, I just went on to, uh, I believe it's a Sweetwater.com, and started kind of perusing through their different various soundboards and and microphones and such like that. And I went very budget with my first soundboard. It was just a four channel. And came and bought a case for it that you can actually bolt on, so it's stationary in there. But you can fit all your cords and microphones and uh, wind socks and everything in that case. It's a little bulky, but it's also the the smallest one they have. And I think that board only ran me three hundred, four hundred dollars, maybe on the high end of that. But it, okay. it's it's worked wonders yeah. so far for me. Well, and so the the other thing is uh, we started. Um, with as far as hardware goes, um, our plan from the get-go was to have uh, six people um, in studio at the same time. So we had a little bit more of a higher cost getting um, a board with enough um, with enough enough pots for it and getting mics. And I mean, uh, there's there's some evolutionary photos uh, floating around on the Facebook and stuff on the site where you can see we started with just a folding table with a fitted bed sheet as the uh, um, as the tablecloth. <laughs> like, with uh, chairs and mic stands yeah, with, awkwardly spaced. Yep, yeah, with chairs and like actual physical mic stands on the ground with no shock mounts. So nobody touched the mic stand once we started recording, <laughs> or at least we tried not to. Um, and we were using uh, all Behringer equipment at the time. We're st we still use like Behringer headphones and stuff just because it was bang for your buck the best at the time. Yeah, and well, I have a uh, Behringer soundboard still mm -hmm. uh, the I have two or three sitting in the back room now how many yeah. headphones do you think we've gone through th over the years of the bearing your uh, uh, about 30 about 30 you think yep. yeah sounds about <laughs> right yeah and uh, microphones uh, I found a four pack of microphones on Amazon for mm -hmm. like 60 bucks they're not great I mean you don't necessarily want to go and record a, a concert with them by any stretch yeah but I mean they're good enough for a conversational style yeah. show okay um, yeah, but, for me yeah, oh, yeah go ahead go ahead well, I'll just say for me, starting out where I'm at right now is, I mean, I'm using the USB mic. I've got, you know, Beats headphones. They're just freebies that I want somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, and I do, I, I eventually want to get, you know, go to the, go back in with the higher end audio stuff. And I have a small background in audio. Um, I used to roadie for a friend's band back in the day. So I have a little bit of a background in that. Mm -hmm. And then I DJed some. Um and but I know of like just starting out, I get compliments when I talk to people about you know the audio quality that my system can produce. But you're also dealing with people that are used to in my li daily line of work, they're used to people being on AirPods, right? When they're talking, or they've got you know the old you know three millimeter headphone, the the cheapy headphones that come with your phone mm -hmm. when you buy them. They're used to that audio quality, and that's going from that to even a snowball bike is a thousand times better yeah in general um 
but I can see where the, you know, having a good set, you know, with shock mounts and everything. And I know I've got the way I'm trying to set mine up right now is my mic stand that's here is connected to a desk that's not connected to the desk I'm sitting in front of. Oh, perfect. So, I mean, if I set my cup down, you're not getting the vibrations back through it. Yeah. And that's just my little background in audio and how we used to set some stuff up for recording back in the day. And just, you know, and the podcast I've listened to, because if you listen to stuff that's just starting out, they talk about, a lot of these people will talk about the hard, the stuff they're going through, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you'll hear the, you know, you know, don't hate, stop hitting the table. There was a podcast <laughs> I've, I've listened to since almost day one. It's the Drinking Bros podcast. It's a veteran podcast. And they started out in somebody's garage. And one of the biggest things they used to, like, the guy that produced everything would get on everybody's like, okay, if you could, they, the running joke was who's going to put their beer down the hardest today. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We the, learned, you have everything. Yeah. <laughs> we learned coasters help a ton with that. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> it doesn't eliminate it completely, but it helps muffle it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I, the other route I bought again, Amazon went on there, just bought some basic shock mounts and, but I didn't pay attention close enough to see if my microphones would actually fit in the shock mounts <laughs> and the shock mounts were too big. So I took some, uh, um, like styrofoam window insulation strips and actually cut <laughs> them down smooth enough and, and stuck them in there as a, it's a cheap temporary quick fix. I mean, see, my initial thought was to just wrap the mics with uh, duct tape. Well, I did enough. too, but that's I, what I would have done or electric tape. Yep. Yeah. But I, you know, because that my original plan was for the studio to be mobile, mm-hmm. and so to have to rip duct tape on and off every time. Nah, you just it leave out. it on there, and just bring the shock mounts. Right. Well, yes, but I'm no the microphones to actually go in there. Or are you talking about lining the inside of the the shock mount with duct tape? No, I would I would line the I would line the mic, but you oh, just you just recut yeah, yeah, yeah. the you recut the the foam holes for the to accommodate the duct tape ring. And gotcha. Yes, where mine, the foam is actually in there permanently, or more or less permanently, until that adhesive fails and yeah. until that happens. <laughs> Utility the... knives exist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, and, and, like, that's, it's it's a lot of, like, especially early on, the hardware stuff, it's a lot of trial and error because, I mean, a lot of the written stuff out there is not great or it assumes... Uh, at least, well, and again, this is something I haven't, I honestly haven't researched in a while because we found what works for us and we, we've slowly upgraded and changed things uh, to fit to fit our, our stuff. But like, I remember like then it was either you have, you know, a few grand to drop on startup or you have terrible audio is kind of what, what the, what all the sites were saying. And I'm like, well, that's, I mean, there has to be a happy middle ground or a way to like start and build up. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, like the biggest thing, and I don't know uh, if you've noticed this, but, um, having an external mixing board has, I mean, I think, uh, once, once podcasts kind of move over to that, it's kind of a game changer with audio control and Mm -hmm. things like that. Cause software can only do so much. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is with the with like the like with how many Zoom uh, podcasts there are out there now, yeah, it you can only control your audio, you know, like yeah. it's and so that that makes it hard. I will say so we so in the beginning when I started doing remote shows, what what were we using originally? Not Zoom, the uh, used to be standard on all computers. Uh, Skype? Skype, Skype, yes. 
and the the a the connecting to the guest was a pain in the neck, and the audio quality was not always solid. Yeah. Throughout the show. Well, uh, I mean, little little like uh, aside there, man. I don't think any any software lost the pandemic harder than Skype. Yeah. Like it was already yeah. in place to do everything that Zoom does. And just shit the bed. <laughs> Zoom, I've had my, I mean, you need a good enough bandwidth, otherwise an Ethernet cable. I've, I've had issues at home mm-hmm. running mm-hmm. off just Wi-Fi. Every once in a blue moon, it'll say you're having connection. Yeah. Well, we've, uh, we, we switched everything being hardwired here in the studio um, yeah. just because of those issues. The other one I've used for work is Microsoft Teams and... For doing a, I think for doing you know the company you know conference call it's fine mm-hmm. whatever you're not worried about your audio quality, but I don't think it's really up to par for what you need to produce mm-hmm. a good podcast. Yeah, and on top of all the issues Teams will often have. E- well, yes, that too. Are you talking about Microsoft yeah. is always super stable? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we use Teams at the, at the day job, and I loathe everything about it because it's just. <laughs> I mean, apparently we spent who knows how much money on this and whatever. There was free solutions out there that were great, but no, no, we had money to burn. And I think, but like as far as like uh, talking, you're talking about using a different, uh, like for example, right now we're using um, uh, Zoom, right? Yep. Yep. So Mm -hmm. if, but if like it was a case where like you always had like a co-host that was, um, wasn't in the studio, like you might want to consider uh, mixing things up. Uh, So, uh, if it's like not a one-time thing or something like that so basically what uh because there's some podcasts out there where like everybody's remote like nobody's in the same room Mm -hmm. but like they can maintain their audio quality by everybody basically has a local recording going Mm -hmm. uh and like what they'll do is like some places they'll do like they'll do like a little like a thing to sync up everything at the the recording at the beginning like they'll like say like somebody will start counting like one next person two next three Mm -hmm. And then they'll start. Then they'll use that, and and after they're done recording, they'll start editing. And uh, it's not like you're still gonna have to do some editing in the middle of it because uh, we're putting the recording together. Because not everybody's, uh, not, not everything's gonna be captured at the same pace, things like that. But that's one of the ways you could like maintain audio quality, even if you, yeah. even if you had like if you're using Skype, and like as long <laughs> as your connection, like everybody, was as long connected. as everybody can hear yeah. each other, like yeah. you can, and then you can do a lot in post. Mm-hmm. But uh, like some of those pe- people who like uh, do those, uh, they actually have like a dedicated people like and uh, spend hours on the editing, like a lot of stuff, like for. Uh, uh, Department of Defense, for example, like if we have, or like even for your shows, like you don't have, you have a day job and you don't, and you're have already ha- already spending enough time re- recording. You don't really have the time to spend uh, five hours editing a sh- episode. Right, right. Well, if it, unless it's a three hour episode, in which your case is probably looking at ten hours. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Man, Carlos, um, I thought we put the shades down. Huh? Like- <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think Skype. If you're operating on a water budget, it's a good option to start with because mm-hmm. Zoom. I pay for Zoom commercial account. I think. Or, I mean, even like Google Hangouts, really anything, just to get your, yeah. just to get so you can hear each other. Zoom has a couple um, levels. Where yeah, the, the the free one. I think you have a limit if you're more than two people. I think it's only forty five minutes. But if you yeah. pay, I think it's fifteen bucks a month, right. unlimited. You uh, and right. up to like well, fifteen. Well, and most podcasts shouldn't last more than forty-five minutes and to an hour. A you know, rabbles. You might. Yeah, no, I know. I, but it's it's. It, I mean, it's it's the Joe Rogan thing where 
I mean, so Gordon, in your life, in your daily life, how many podcasts do you listen to that are over forty-five minutes? Uh, there's really only two. I'd say two that I'm. I'm. I look I guess forward like an to an hour, but yeah, yeah, and I and I know that they come out on what days they come out, and I enjoy listening to them because they are kind of rabbit holy. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I mean, most podcasts I listen to are only half hour to an hour tops. Yep. And how much of those of that rabbit hole is just starting to be rambling? No, it, it's all very relevant to it, but uh, with a lot of them, well, so for example, Mike Rowe, he's got, um, everybody knows from Dirty Jobs, he has guests on that are blue-collared centered, and a lot of the stuff that they're talking about takes more than an hour to unpack, and he's usually pretty good about keeping an hour, an hour and a half. Rarely, very rarely uh, does it go over that. Because a lot of his guests are on, like he had Jay Leno on. I mean, he has, as a host, has to be respectful of his guest time because they have other shit that they're doing. Yeah. And But this last episode that I just listened to, that was pushing two, two and a half-ish hours. But that was also, Guy owns a, you know his right. own company. He can kind of, uh, you know, uh, dictate his time the way he wants to. Yeah, and I mean, you, like, I mean, podcasting has has that where you can be flexible, but I still think it's good to shoot for a time. And yeah. if you go over, you go over, and like some episodes are, um, some episodes are going to go under, and that's fine. But if yeah. you're if your average is like just so, you, like, listeners like consistency, and so if you can like kind of maintain that same time, and we found. Like, um, like the 30 to 45 minutes for Homebrew Bound is kind of that sweet spot where um, we have enough time for a little bit of uh, shenanigan, like tangenty stuff at the beginning, but we get try to get to the meat of it. Um, and it doesn't, we don't tangent off too much, or at least we try not to. It yeah. can get tangenty, yeah. but we try very hard not to. Um, and like the other end of the spectrum is Department of Offense, that show is nothing but tangents. <laughs> but even then, we try to keep it at about that hour because it seems more digestible than. And BJ, I think when you and I originally were discussing about you coming on ROA last, was that last year or two years ago? No, it was last year because yeah. we were in this house. So yeah, it's been yeah. about a year. Yeah. You know. And I, I told you, you know, I typically shoot for 60, 90 minutes, but I'm not like hard set on that. Yeah. And a lot of that is I will, if you like you're self-employed, plus you work a day job, you have wife and kids to worry about, try to be respectful of your time. So if mm-hmm. I say 60, 90 minutes and you say, well, I can only do 45, I'm like, cool, I'll keep an eye on that. But if, you know, my guest, whoever yeah. it might be, says, hey, that's cool, we can go longer, then then I'm a little bit more laid back and relaxed on that as well. Okay. And that's that's my thing because some of the podcasts that I listen to, and I'm, yeah, 45 minutes to an hour is about normal. Um, it works for me right now just because I'm in the car. You know, mm-hmm. in between stops, I'm usually 30 to 45 minutes in some cases. So a good, you know, 30, you know, finish a podcast, you know, finish the last 15 minutes of a podcast, start another one. But a lot of them, and, and that's something I was going to talk about or ask about is, you know, when you talk about tangents, there's one I listened to. It's probably what got me into listening to podcasts, and it's the Making It podcast with Bob Claggett, Jimmy DeRest, and all of them. Love them, and that's being as a maker and a you know as a woodworker, mm-hmm. that's you know where I come from. That's what I where I started on all this, and a lot of their podcasts, it's 30, 30, 45 minutes in. They're like, oh, they'll look down. It's like, oh, we've been doing this for we're, we've been on for forty five minutes. Did we have a topic? 
Yeah. You know, and and for them, because and that again, that's that whole it's that whole podcast of three buddies hanging out that they don't live anywhere near each other. So that's their time to hang out once a week and just shoot the shit. Mm-hmm. That doesn't bother me. But if you're listening to a podcast that you know, like Rules of the Arena or some of the others where you know, okay, they're interviewing somebody. This is I'm listening to this because I want to I want to get to know the person that's on this podcast. And you spend 30, 45 minutes just rambling on about stuff. Like that, those are the podcasts that lose me. Because mm-hmm. I'll usually give a podcast one or two tries. And if they're just rambling about just nothing that doesn't interest me and not getting to the point of what the podcast is about, I'm done. And so that's where I'm also trying to lock down, like, how do I want to do this? Do I want to do this as an interview style podcast? Because, and, and to give you all background of what I want to do, um, the podcast, it's the, the name that I'm kind of going with right now is what makes us or what made us. And it's talking to, you know, entrepreneurs, makers, you know, even just DIYers out in the world just to find out, hey, where'd you come from? And even, you know, talking to veterans that own their own business, where, what made you the person you are? What troubles have you gone through? What trials and tribulations to have brought you to where you're at now? And so it, it's going to be kind of an interview, but I also want it to be an open conversation and just, you know, if it's just me talking to one person, just kind of sitting around talking, you know, if I do get a co-host so we can bounce questions, which I would prefer because I don't want to be the only one talking to one person. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all, that's where, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, do I want to go 100%? Hey, this is an interview podcast. I'm going to sit down with somebody new every week, go through a list of questions and then go through that. Or do I just want to sit down and go, Hey, let's just talk, you know, well, tell me about yourself. And that's, I mean, and that's, that's, that's a really good question to ask yourself, like at the beginning, like say, Hey, Hey, what do I really want this to be? But also, um, don't feel too boxed in by that. Like allow, allow the podcast to kind of evolve. Like if you, if you start doing like a strict interview format and you find that you're having, um, more fun and maybe getting deeper with into, into the subjects by letting it free flow a little bit. Then I mean, mm-hmm. then do that, like because I mean, if if you stick to like a strict interview format, and yeah, you might sp- start getting listeners, but if you're not enjoying it, you're not going to keep doing it. Yeah. So you have to kind of balance that, um, and I mean the uh, like the the sit down, turn on the mics, and just chat. Like those those can be hard some days. Like there are some days where we sit down to record Department of Offense. And we're all exhausted and none of us really want to be there. And then we have to like turn the mics on and do the thing. And it can be just kind of a chore sometimes. Which in in a case like Department of Defense, we have a lot of little segments within it. So like that helps break it. Like so like we just switch between segments. And if we end up uh, if our episode ends up being 45 minutes, which isn't very often, but it's probably because like we're already worn out at that Mm -hmm. point. Yeah, and I, I think it's like what you're talking with, BJ, with the, the interview slash conversation. It's a hard line to try to toe uh, without crossing too far over because with my show in particular, you know, I try to give some background of who my guest is to make them, you know, 
I'm interviewing uh, a business owner, you know, it's more than just some person that runs a business. They are a human being and translating that and trying to make it so the listener feels like they're just sitting down in the room. We're at a bar and we have to be the shooting the shit about whatever. But at the same yeah. time, how to keep that on the tracks and keep it moving forward in a, in a particular direction. So try to have that a little bit of long conversation. You might go off a tangent, but still have that a little bit of structure to it. And give it a, a skeleton leash. to it. Another yeah. advantage of uh, like doing a little bit of um, like maybe not, maybe shoot the shit's not quite the right word for it, but like, of like just having like an opening, just regular conversation is that it helps get like, if you have like a guest that's not used to uh, recording, it helps get them warmed up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's, and I get that because, you know, and you probably deal with that a lot, you know, Jordan, going, depending on who you're bringing on, you could bring in somebody that, you know, like me, I've fortunately had some experience with podcasts. I kind of know general idea of how stuff works, what, you know, questions. And you, the way you did it originally was, you know, sending me a list of questions going, hey, here's what I'm going to be asking. Are you cool with this? You know, whatever. And that can help those that are veteran podcasters or those that have never sat down in front of a computer or sat down at a mic and talked about themselves. So I do like that. And that's a format that I would like to incorporate. You know, when I have a guest on, it's like, Hey, I'm going to send you a list of questions. You know, if you, if you're cool with these, let's go with them. If you have something you want to talk about specifically, let me know and we'll make sure we bring it up. You know, cause at the end of the day, I'm here to, you know, I'm doing this to advertise somebody else, to talk mm. about somebody else. You know, yeah, the podcast is going to be helping me too, but you know, it's like you, you, you do the podcast to bring, to educate about other people. There's people I've listened to on your podcast. You had an author on the other day or while well, I, cause I've been going back through the catalog yeah. and never heard of this person. Turns out I like the books. I yeah. got one of the auto books. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, and there's, um, there was an artist you had on, or I guess, I don't know if he was a, a rapper or what. Uh, oh, Pharaoh? Was it Pharaoh? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it, I'm like, okay. And at first I'm like, this, this is not me. Like, cause I, I'm, I'm a Texas boy. I'm a, I listen to country and rock. That's about it. But as I'm listening, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go check this music out. You know, and that's what I want to do as far as the maker side, you know, educate people about, you know, what the people are doing in the maker world. And I know now the maker world is, huge compared to what it was six, seven years ago. I mean, it's, it's grown a lot, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of people out there that just don't get the limelight. They're not ever talked to, you know, most of these podcasts want to interview the big dogs. They right. want the, the, you know, the Jimmy Duresta's or the, you know, the famous people on TikTok. And like, when you reached out to me originally about this, you're like, Hey, I'd like to have you on. I'm like, I even told my wife, I'm like, this dude wants to have me on his podcast. <laughs> on and she's like, no, 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 that's cool. And I'm like, I've got the like imposter syndrome. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I think at the time I had five or 6,000 followers on TikTok, maybe 1500 or 1800 on Instagram. And I'm like, I'm, I'm a nobody. Like, why does he want to talk to me? Like, this is okay. Cool. Like I'm, I'm down for it. Like, cool. But and that's what I want to be able to do is reach out to those that don't have, they're not out there in the world. They're not in the limelight, you know, and give them their 15 minutes of fame or whatever. Yeah. And, and to go back with the question thing. So I didn't start off with that originally. That was actually a tip from Ben 
Uh, actually, I didn't start off with questions, period. I just wanted to you know, sure did. off the top of the head. <laughs> and it was pretty rough. <laughs> I, I like to tell people this: the first seven episodes don't count. Uh, but after that, mm -hmm. I started I started you know structuring some question offs for myself, and then Ben sent me an article or a book or something, and said, "Hey, you should send." And they, they talk about sending it out to your guest, just so they have a general idea of what to expect mm -hmm. on the show. And like you're talking, well, Casey, you know, the, or you're talking about you know the warming up. You know, when we were doing everything here in the the home studio, we had a warm, fence, we had a built-in warm-up show. Yeah, it, it was perfect because by the time we got to ROA after an hour of this, they talk were whatever, <laughs> they forget about the mics. <laughs> now, now at my studio back in you know Studio EC, uh, the way I kind of bridge that gap is because I'm not doing two shows there. Is this for the first twenty to thirty minutes that they're over there? Is this we'll just talk about whatever the hell we feel like? You know, I sit them down. Yeah. They want some of the drink. And just start bullshitting for a little while. And then I'll flip the mics on without them knowing it. And before they know it, we're 30 minutes deep into a conversation. They're like, what? <laughs> so it kind of okay. helps with that and helps with the nerves. Because like you said, not everybody's used to talking into mm -hmm. a microphone. And then, and you know, the way y'all do it, you've always, every one of the podcasts I've listened to that, that y'all do, there's multiple people. It's, it's very rarely, it's just you know, one or two people or two people yeah. at the minimum. So is that, and you know, is that something you find that helps keep the conversation going, having that, that third chair, you know, cause I know a lot of there's, there's some podcasts where they talk about the third chair is the audience. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're recording a podcast, you're not, you know, live, you don't have any kind of chat room. That third chair doesn't really exist until it's live, and then you yeah. got people in their car streaming at the podcast, going, "No, it's this." <laughs> well, that was a week ago, right? Right. You know, like you, well, you can uh, you can do podcasts with like two hosts, but it's, it is a lot more difficult for those hosts. Like, there's a couple I do listen to where uh, they do that, but like they're kind of like uh, th for those podcasts, they're usually focused on like getting the information about like a topic and like a short mm -hmm. period of time. So, like one of them will just be sharing information or and stuff like that. Uh, but like if you're trying to do like a, a like a conversational based podcast, like uh, if you just have two people it can be difficult. Like we do uh, department of events sometimes, sometimes just because we can't get anybody else in the studio some days and we got to put out the weekly department of offense uh, episode. It'll just be me and Casey. But like we have we have stuff worked into the show itself to help like uh, with the runtime. And like we can uh, we've had some pretty good episodes that have just been the two of us. But it is nice to have uh more than two people on there because it takes a lot of pressure off uh, uh, being on being the host for a show like that. Right. Well, and you've kind of made a. I mean, you're you're like the professional co-host of Blind Ninja Studios. Like you pop in and it's like Carlos sits and he listens and he always pops in with you know like he he. He listens well enough where, and he can see when people are starting to flounder, so he'll pop in with yeah. something. And having somebody like that is so helpful, especially like in an interview situation where you end up every once in a while, like things just kind of die down. You're you're caught up thinking about like what the next question is and processing what they just said. Um, they've kind of run out of steam on their answer, and you're not quite there yet. And having somebody bridge that gap so you don't sit in awkward silence is amazing. And for okay. me, I, like my original plan, Justin, who has been on the show a few times, 
he was going to be the original co-host because it worked out with his schedule with us recording Sunday nights, but then his job changed and hours changed. So then I brought Ben in and I mean, he runs, he's got his fingers in a half dozen different cookie jars, so he can't always be there, but it's nice to have that other person because I'm, as I'm talking, I'm like, Oh, that's a really good point. I'll bring that up, but I might miss something. So that co-host can then ask about that question. And then it kind of keeps that going days where I don't have a co-host. I have a notepad next to me and I'm, scribbling mm-hmm. down notes at least just to highlight things so I can backtrack to something if I you know heard a mm-hmm. nugget in there that I want to bring back up and I find that helps me the most at least oh absolutely yeah I mean I don't I don't know what I would do without without a co-host like I I wouldn't be able to host anything without a co-host like uh, we're, we're looking for home or at homebrew bound I'm looking at maybe doing a a couple of like deep dives into um, like some historical brewing stuff, um, but that's gonna be like it, it's looking like it might be co-hostless, and I'm not sure how it's gonna go. So I'm gonna have to like test test the waters on that. You mean like when we're like there's just you on yep. the show? Wow. Yeah, will... yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know if I like my voice that much. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just ha- having that having that other voice there, that other thing. Um, not only like it gives you somebody to rely on, but it also adds like a level of comfort. Like you're you're you still have like your 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 buddy there to kind of have your back in the in in the conversation. Okay, and it also if you have the budget for it, a producer. <laughs> I have found doing what budget, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said if. <laughs> uh, I, I I used to give Casey a lot of shit for not actually doing anything but sitting there and listening as I did a show. And since I've been doing it at home and trying to do the producer side of the house and hosting at the same time, I've I've given him oh. a little bit more modicum of respect than I did before. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a reason that uh, if I'm doing a D and D recorded podcast, uh, I don't run the board at the same time. <laughs> <Right>. Casey's <laughs> the one that does both. <laughs> when he, but like I I I don't want to do that. But in that case, you know, for me, I'll just do a quick sound check. Mic sounds with headphones on. Everything sounds good. I'll throw the mic. I'll throw the the headphones off and just let the mics run from there. Yeah, I mean, and most of the time you can't. Like, you only really need to do something when something goes wrong. Um, and if like, and if you can fix it on the fly, that's great. Without without anybody knowing is usually the best. And remembering uh, <laughs> to get the unmute button on your soundboard before you get you know thirty minutes into a conversation yeah, is well, also good. Well, yeah, that is that <laughs> is usually I've, good. I've done that. <laughs> I, well, I've I've forgotten to hit the stream button a few times, and we've just uh, recorded it, like which isn't the end of the world. And there's right. there's a couple times where uh, when we were uh, doing Department of Defense on Twitch uh, as well as uh, recording it, where the record like we lost the recording. But we were able to pull it off of the Twitch. Yeah, yeah. having some kind of backup like that is huge. Yeah. Uh, it saved our butt a couple of times. There was one episode that I think we had to record three times. <laughs> was oh, it wow. three times? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, It was with our friend um, Doug Kahlberg. He's a... Uh, he's we a, didn't have to do that. Th- oh, no. We, so what we ended up doing was we record the entire show. And it was a great show. It was an amazing show. And then... Um, uh, and then we had to re-record his interview. And then he left. And then you and I tried to uh, or we recorded like the the front and back half of the show yeah. or the like and then cut his interview yeah. in and it was it was a nightmare yeah. but it came out it was a decent episode yeah. well, speaking of the recording itself a question from listener was uh, what decent recording app slash site would you recommend 
I I swear by audition, um, but it's what I know um, and what I'm willing to pay for. It's 20 bucks a month. It's not the cheapest thing on the market, but I've had uh, nothing but good things with it. Um, I've had some hiccups. You've had some hiccups. Uh, yeah. And uh, when we first started, we were uh, always 100% using a legitimate copy of Audition. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's other things out there. There's Audacity. There's uh, those are the, like kind of the two big ones: Audacity and Audition. Um, and for their, it, Adobe makes Audition. Yeah. Who who does Audacity? No. And, you, and you get what you pay for. And in the case of Adobe, you overpay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so and and that's what I was about to ask. So I I pay for the the Adobe suite because I use it in you know with graphic design and everything for mm-hmm. you know the woodworking side. So that's a software that's built in that comes with that suite. Okay. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Well, no, that's what I'm asking. Does oh, it? Um, I think I so. I have. So they have a few different. So is it like the Creative Cloud? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think. Um, well, so it depends on which suite you have. Um, mm, because one, okay. one only has like uh, Photoshop and. Uh, Lightroom, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just I have Creative Cloud, but from there, the only thing I have I use off of that is Audition, because I don't do much in the world of like the video editing side of the house. Okay. Yeah, and like yeah, and you can you can piece them out. Um, I know there's yeah, and that's that's something like you'd you'd want to research because I off the top of my head I don't know. Um, so and. Because I had one recommendation was um, TriCaster or TriCast. Is that something that you've ever? You know, I, I have not with? used it. No. Okay. And I, I've recorded that with, you know, or used that with another podcast that I've done. And it works, but it's all a cloud-based recording. And so I know, but, you know, if you're not all in the same room, you need something that's recording off-site because mm-hmm. and that's so. How do y'all record? So, I know the three of y'all are in studio, mm-hmm. but you've got me piped in through Zoom. How are y'all? Yeah, is it all being recorded through that software. Yep. Yeah. So this is um, so basically everything, including um, you coming through Zoom, is going through the mixing board, and then that's going into um, uh, Audition. Okay. Yeah, and and, you're, and go ahead. Sorry. Well, to answer everybody's question. Um, or to answer my question, yes, I have Audition in my plan. So oh, okay, perfect. Then. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So I know Casey, you're running multiple computers to do that, correct? Um. Well, yeah. So I have a dedicated report recording PC. Um. I have a dedicated streaming PC. Um. And then I have. Uh. So then uh, Zoom is running on my Mac, and then I have another like one that I use for notes and stuff open, uh, as well. It's overkill. You don't need that. You can right. you can stream, record, um, and everything on one machine. Um, I like to because uh, streaming can be intensive on just bandwidth and CPU and all that. I like to have a separate machine. I have the means and ability to to be able to do that. And I mean, when we started, everything was run off one computer, um, and it was a little tiny um, little Mac Mini, like just what what it was um yeah and we were all and at the time there was no video streaming we were only doing audio like live audio streams mm-hmm. um on was it mixler i think was the app was it 
Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think it was Mixler. And so, yeah, we were doing live audio streams way back then. Um, but And so, like, as, as things have kind of evolved, we've changed. Um, but, yeah, as... And it gives you a little bit of redundancy. So if my if my like recording machine craps out on me one day, um, I don't have to. I can just I have Audition uh, installed on the other machine. I can just move everything over, and we'll just not stream that day, and we'll just record. Um, just yeah. because it it gives us that little bit of a backup. And I'm I'm still on the more budget side, BJ, where I have my one laptop. It's just a Dell whatever. But I purchased a couple Asus monitors, uh, and they just USB plug into my laptop. So on my main screen, I can have Zoom up, and on the secondary screens, I can have my notes, and then I can have my recording and streaming software. So I, uh, the what's the software you recommend for streaming? Is it OBS? Yep, yeah, uh, open broadcast uh, yeah. software. So, uh, it's free. It's super powerful. It's what everybody's kind of using. Um, and, and did I mention it's free? Right. Like, <laughs> so I have, when I'm doing a Zoom call, I just have the window capture Zoom set to that. So all the audio from Zoom is coming in there. My microphone is going, I have a USB port, so it goes directly in my computer in that case. And then I'm recording on Zoom typically. So then I can just harvest the the video and the audio files separate. Video goes straight to YouTube, and then I can take the audio and plug it into Audition and do my edits from there. Otherwise, if for some reason I'm having an issue that day, I can pull everything off of Twitch and... Adobe's nice because I just take the whole Twitch file, drag it, drag and click over to Audition. It separates that video and audio for me. And then from mm-hmm. there, I can do what I need to do to get it out to Casey, who then throws it up into the ether. Yep. Okay. Now, and so because y'all do kind of an all, all encompassing, so you're, you're streaming audio and video through Twitch and all that. Is that does that help the podcast is that, or is that just something y'all have just chosen to do with your podcasts um, as far as having chats and everything? It It's, we have, uh, so the, the, the actual Twitch stream, I don't know. I know. Uh, so we do, um, we do YouTube live, uh, like unlisted patron streams for some of our other shows. And I know that people have really liked that because that's the only way to view it live and then they can get in and like, they like, I like the YouTube chat setup a little bit better than the Twitch one. It's just, it's, that's just a me preference. Um, but um, you are able to like, you know, you can, you can get the feedback, you can incorporate it into the conversation and it's like, I really enjoy that aspect of it. Um, but as far as, is it necessary? No. Does it add viewership? Eh. Yeah. Um, there's really no way to really track that. I, I didn't start streaming out the gate. It was probably 20-ish episodes in before I started doing Twitch streaming. And that's because I was getting questions post-episode. You know, that would have been great for my guest, and people are asking mm-hmm. me that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I sorry, I can't help you. So then I started doing that as a way to invite people who maybe they're in the same vein as whoever. Like, in your case, you know, we're talking about woodworking. People can pop in. Maybe they have questions about this, that, and the other thing pertinent to the conversation. And there it is. It's an option for them. And I've seen a little okay. bit of 
it, and it's a hit or miss on you know what the chat's going to be like. Um, I've had some bands on where the chat's really active and asking great questions, and I've had other days where it's asking about My Little Pony, and it's like, <laughs> eh, we're just um, I and when it's like it's always I'm uncomfortable filtering. My yeah. Little Pony questions right. too, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just don't even bring those up. Yeah. Now, now at the new studio, I have an HDMI cord where I can plug my my monitor into my TV mounted on the wall. So I can just throw the chat up there if I think it's going to be good, and then my guests can see the chat up there, mm-hmm. and they can ask their answer questions right out the gate if they want to. Okay. Or not. Okay. Yeah. So it's just right. another it's a it's another option for interaction. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and we did we did one uh, like our Legends of Lothos show that was one hundred percent like built around like a streaming. Um, D&D show um, and then like the podcast was kind of secondary on that one um, and so like yeah, and so it's just it, it having having the equipment kind of allows us to kind of shift focus and try different things and change it up and just see kind of what works for us but it's I mean it, again it's taken us 10 years to get to that place so <laughs> a lot of trial and error yep and with right. going back on the name BJ you mentioned that you'd already you're kind of settling on a name now. Uh, but Casey, I'm curious. I mean, once you have a name, obviously a quick Google search and you can yep. figure out if there's a podcast. Do you feel, is it necessary to trademark or I don't, I don't know, I mean, copyright? Yeah, you probably should. Um, I mean, like, yeah, you, you probably should do something just to like hold on to that name. I mean, you you had a, yeah, you had an issue uh, right away. Um, with, uh, I don't even remember what the original name of the podcast was. Yeah, I won't get into that yeah. because yeah, um, reasons. But yeah, so. No Story Left Behind was forced to have a name change because another in all rights, popular uh, yeah. person on the internet had a similar name a month after I did. But because their pockets go deeper than mine, I could not fight mm-hmm. it. <laughs> so I just took the cease and desist in in good stride and got banned from from a social media one of the social media apps for a year, which is fine because <laughs> <laughs> I did not post anything that in hindsight I probably should have posted in the heat of the moment, but yeah. I did. Um, but even since then, with ROA, I had uh, somebody apparently reported my Instagram page for. Uh, logo copyright infringement blah blah and I'm like no, no hold up <laughs> because I paid for this logo now thankfully I was able to get back in touch with the graphic artist who put it together for me and say hey I don't have the receipt anymore is there any chance that you still have that on file and thankfully she did sent me a copy I sent it off to IG and they're like oh yep you clearly paid for it you're good to go so I mean yeah. very very minor headache but it's it's still a headache yeah okay Never thought about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, I don't. I don't know if it's completely. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It you know, half a one six of another, you know, or half a dozen one six of another. Yeah, right. Whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't. Know. With the website, Casey, you said you did that yourself. Out the yeah, and it shows with GoDaddy. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really? I mean, with the with the hosting platforms out there, do you need a pot or a website? For a podcast, you uh, so 
at minimum, you need a you need some place that's gener- that's hosting the files and generating the RSS feed. And that's uh, that was the thing that I had to build from scratch. Now there are super nice uh, WYSIWYG uh, or what you see is what you get like tools where you can drag and drop the file. It uploads it auto like you fill in the fields and it auto creates like. So that's what um, our our uploader. It uploads it into Azure, uh, the Azure cloud, and then creates some database um, logic or like some database rows. And then our web app takes that and creates the RSS feeds that are pushed out to iTunes, uh, Spotify, etc. Um, so you don't have to do all of that legwork. I think I think I, I know. probably I've I've probably put two or three hundred hours of coding hours in <laughs> over the years. So jeez, oh, wow. Just like trying to get everything working and off the ground and changing things, and I've I've had some other podcast hosts that I've been in touch with. I know they're big fans of Anchor dot or Anchor FM, Anchor dot FM, something like that. Mm-hmm. As a host, yeah, that's site. what I looked at. Yeah, and then uh, I had a site called Podbean, I believe. Mm-hmm. I yep. hope I that's that. another one. They reached out to me about hosting. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> uh, uh, really sorry. I'd be, I'd love to use you, but however, I'm already piggybacking off somebody else's hard work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, for you, Gordon, the price seems to be right. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's only it's only two thousand dollars a month, guys. So feel free to call AC if you need any hosting. <laughs> Uh, well, just delete, let me just hold on. Let me delete that next question there. <laughs> <laughs> But as far well, like you're saying, when it, so it feeds off to iTunes, Spotify, everything else. Yep. Uh, with ROA and NSLB, I remember I had to go actually act, plug in, you know, you this copy and paste the RSS feed and enter some basic information on there. What I learned since then, it seems like if you can get it on Apple Podcasts, a lot of other smaller, you know, a lot of aggregators will, will pull feed from off of that. Yep. It takes some time, so but it does save you some legwork. Yep. Yeah, there's there's only a few that you really need to submit to um, if you really want it to like get shown in the store. Um, iTunes is, I mean, the big one. Um, the Google Play Store, they have a submission, um, and Spotify. Yeah, Spotify, Audible as well. And oh, Audible, yeah. Music, yep, the Amazon know. Music Audible. Yep. So they're uh, separate. I found out. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah, yeah. For uh, whatever reason, I, I I spent, I think I spent like a week once just finding places to submit RSS feeds <laughs> and then submitting RSS yeah. feeds. Yeah, and I, I noticed, you know, getting I so the ones I went for right out the gate were iTunes and then I finally figured out uh, Spotify and iHeartRadio were the big ones that I went to and then I got an invite somehow or another somebody must have found it on Amazon or their algorithm did and immediately got an Amazon music and Audible. But since then I've seen people say, Oh yeah, I listened to it on this obscure app, like one's called Owl Tail or yeah. something. Yeah, like and that. a lot like, of them they just, no they idea that's just there. Yeah. like they just use the iTunes. But that was also um, because it's all like, it's all API, so okay. but as far as the advertising side of the house, I mean, what do you have you done anything outside of I know you have the Facebook and Instagram feeds. Yep. Oh, uh, as far as advertising ourselves, uh, yeah. we we have a Twitter that's pretty dormant, um, just because I haven't been on Twitter in <laughs> a couple of years for for my mental health. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we do we do like the Facebook and the, uh, the Instagram that kind of stuff, word of mouth. Um, and I honestly don't know how a lot of people find us. 
it's it's very interesting where um like every once in a while we'll just get like this big influx of listeners and they'll be like hey started listening really like it going through the backlog I'm like cool how'd you find us crickets uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, well, and that was and, and that's me i mean i found out about the rules of arena because you know gordon you reached out to me you know via tiktok and, and instagram and then in talking i think is when i posted the mead on one of the platforms you made a comment you said something about the the brew the homebrew podcast mm-hmm. okay cool and then in this listening, I'll talk. I didn't know you had know about the the other one that y'all were talking about, so I and I just subscribed to that. And that's how a lot of it goes. How I think a lot of people hear about podcasts. It's hey, did you hear about this? Have you heard about this? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's that's me with like you know Joe Rogan, for instance. I will take months off of listening to him, and then I'll have a buddy reach out and go, "Hey, you have to listen to this one episode." And then I'll get back in it or they'll send me a message. Hey, heard this new podcast, check them out. You know, that's, you know, I don't usually, if I see something on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, I tend to stroll through. If it's about a podcast, I'm looking for a certain type of content. Yeah. Um, people advertising about podcasts. I tend to not stop on that unless it's somebody I know. Right. You know, if it's someone I know that says, Hey, I just started a podcast. Cool. Like I, you know, so my buddies here locally, they got interviewed for podcasts that I never would have any desire to listen to these podcasts whatsoever. They're, the content doesn't entertain me whatsoever. But knowing that I've got friends on there, okay, cool. I'll give this episode a listen and stuff like that. And it's the same thing. Like when I posted on my Facebook and Instagram that, hey, I'm going to be on this, all my buddies are like, cool, let us know when it comes out. We'll, down, we'll download the stream and we'll listen to it. Like and it'll be worth it. I would say so. there's only – five or six shows total that I am dedicated to. I know that they come out 5 a.m. on whatever mm-hmm. day of the week, and I'm I'm jonesing to listen to it. Otherwise, the only other time I really stray off that path is if I'm having another guest on. I'll do a quick Google search, you know, B.J. Harrison interview, and I'll see him, you know, maybe it's a New York Times article, or, hey, they're on this other <laughs> podcast. Cool, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go check that out and listen to it. And... Kind of, and then that also helps me. So I'm not asking the exact same questions, mm-hmm. but sometimes, and it has happened on occasion where all of a sudden I really like that show because the host seems to know what they're doing mm-hmm. and, and they're engaged in what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. They're just not reading off a script, you know, like, you know, what's your first name? What's your favorite color? And, and so yeah. on and so forth. So, yeah, it's expanded a little bit for that same reason. And having that diversity in podcasts, because, you know, if you look at like in the woodworking world and woodworking podcast, you know, there's a podcast I listen to and it's, uh, you know, not another woodworking podcast or woodshop podcast. And there's another one that just came out and it's almost an exact copy. And in the maker realm, there's a lot of them that are all the same. And I've listened to, you know, there was a, another homebrewing podcast I listened to. They get a lot of samey. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. It's, it, but it it didn't hook me. Mm-hmm. But Homebrew Bound, yeah, it's only thirty minutes. You know, most of the times that I, you know, when there's a new one out, I'm excited and it's like, okay, well, luckily I haven't listened to everything, so I can go back. I'm still working my way back through the backlog. You know, it's, can we get a one percent Homebrew Bound patch? 
Because <laughs> I think he, if BJ does it, he'll be what the third person ever to listen to every episode. I mean, I, I don't have the numbers. I know there's there's very few who make it all the way through like those early episodes. There's some growing pains. Um, I think oh. I've got like I'm on my third co-host now. So. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> Sorry to cut Magic. you off, BJ. <laughs> no, I'm I'm going back to look because I want to see exactly where I'm at. Uh, how far back am I? I am t- back to 2020. Okay, is how so, far back I've gone. Yeah, so. so that's still post every style challenge, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because yep. that was and that's yeah, and that's uh, yeah. So those those are all Brian episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in that vein, I'm just curious. So. I had a listener reach out and ask, how do you decide on what to focus your podcast on? Homebrew Bound. Homebrew Bound was like, so that's here's here's the thing with that, that I have seen with podcasts specifically on our network, just looking at numbers. The more niche the podcast is, the higher the numbers, um, because you're reaching a very specific audience and you're not just another um, another group of bearded white dudes sitting around a table making jokes. Um, <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's true. Yeah, I mean that's and that's uh, like and so like homebrew bound. We we have a very specific uh, audience. We have a very specific topic, and we attract you know a very specific type of person. And so we have mm-hmm. that. Like so that that helps um, that helps with reach that helps um, with return listeners uh, building a following um, though that is not like we do have very loyal listeners of some of our other shows um, like Department of Defense somehow has loyal listeners and I still can't <laughs> figure it out but we get we get messages we get um, weird stories like uh, the two truckers who went into Pitchfork the other day and had heard about it because we talk about it all the time on that show and they're like oh it's awesome like um but from a pure number standpoint, the more niche and targeted you can get, the better you're going to be. On the flip side of that, for me, ROA started off with the idea that I was only going to talk to other business owners and entrepreneurs. And then somebody suggested I have, uh, I believe it was Mike Condonan, you know, who's in mm-hmm. a strength athlete, strong man, powerlifting. And, and I mean, he's gone from, he, well, he's in every sport in some way or another. And from there, it just kind of started to morph and evolve into this weird amalgamation of weird different guests. Uh, and I was trying to keep it centric to these certain topics. And now it's just, hey, you're kind of cool to see on social media. And I think I could have a conversation with you for more than 20 minutes. Want to come on the show? And, and because of that, you know, the numbers are up and down. You know, the shows that I think are going to flop end up doing better than I ever think. Because, mm-hmm. like, coming out of when we uh, talked to John from Stonehill Hop Farm, mm-hmm. I felt like I was a terrible host that day. And then to find out that's the most listened to episode to date at that time, it's like, why? <laughs> yeah, well, and an, an interesting guest can overcome a, a rough hosting day yeah, uh, most yeah. of the time. Like. Especially if they if they if they're if there's something that they're passionate about and like it it takes a lot off of your shoulders and John it was not like pulling teeth with him he no. like we had to like rein him in a little bit we're like <laughs> hey uh, like we, we need we need to talk about this like oh, talking about cross bringing hops is awesome but we've been spending thirty minutes on that now so <laughs> <laughs> and, and for me I I. I 
I have severe ADD and I will jump topics all over the place and what I'm interested in today is going to be different from tomorrow, let alone three months from now. So it's nice for me to get that out. I, and what you're saying, you want to talk to different you know, makers and such. I think that's niche enough, but it's also not too niche where you might find yourself being pigeonholed, in my opinion. Yeah. And I know well, there's... And, and, yeah. with, and when you talk maker, I mean, there's... In certain ways, making when you, and that's why I like the term makers, because you're talking you're talking about woodworkers, metal guys, you know, knife makers, home brewers, you know, distillers. There, I mean, artists of every aspect. You know, home builders. I mean, makers encompasses a huge, you know, number of things. And that's why I wanted to go that route, not just, you know, you know, woodworking, you know, because that, you know, I don't just look at myself as just a woodworker because I do a lot of things. Yes, my primary primary tool is, you know, or thing that I use is wood, but I do a lot of things with it. You know, there's a lot of people out there now that because I use a CNC or I use epoxy with what I do, I'm not a woodworker. You know, I'm. <laughs> A hack or whatever. I don't whatever. You know. Hey, come the to the comments everywhere, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, and and I love them. Troll me all day long because all you're doing is helping me out. That's, <laughs> I don't care. I love you. I love the trolls. You're my best friends. Have that and troll feed bowl out front, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. DM Blind Ninja <laughs> Studios for a shout out today. Yeah. 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 Hey, you know, the algorithm, you are helping the algorithm at the end of the day, so I don't care. Right. Yeah, you know, and that that's why I'm doing that. And that's why I love, you know, meeting people and listening to, you know, that's why I love like the homebrew bound podcast because it's, you know, we're talking about making beer. First off, I like beer, so I want to learn about beer, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, I learned new things. There's stuff I thought I knew about beer because I like to be somewhat of a history buff and learn things. I've learned stuff from that. And it's like, okay, I never in a million years, and even talking to y'all last weekend about the mead, I've done a lot of research on this because it's something I wanted to do because I'm with my ADD and, and Gordon, you probably understand this. When you find a hobby, you dive so deep and hard into it that nothing else, like it is your 100% focus. Oh, yeah. I've got, you know, like my iPad has a whole folder just on mead right now. And, you know, it drives my wife crazy because (laughs) when hobbies come and go, you know, I've got a truck sitting out my driveway right now. That was a (laughs) hobby project. (laughs) Fortunately, it still runs. You know, it'd be worse if I couldn't start it. But, you know. And I'm you know, listening to, you know, talking to y'all last weekend. I learned stuff I didn't know. And I went to my wife and was like, oh, okay, I got to try this. And she's like, I never would have thought that would have been a thing. Yeah, me neither. You know, talk to some random person on the internet, you know, and you learn something. Yeah. 20 years ago, that was a bad thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> ASL, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think but, that yeah. covers the basics is what you really need yeah. other yeah. than yourself and a warm pulse to get a show. Yeah, I guess. Uh, do you have any like kind of final questions or final um, things that you wanted to hit? No, not really. Um, I just I have a list of things I need to go through now, figure out like, you know, find a co- you know, I'd love to find a co-host to do this. You know, if I can, uh, if not, hey, I can just wing it, you know, and I know with. I'd love to be able to to use y'all studio and and do all that, but with the 
you know, I can't fly up every week. To right. Yeah. A podcast. I mean, you could. It's but a tax I, write off. Let me hit the lottery first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But just uh, yeah. a word of advice that I've been told by others and I've seen floating around the internet many times at the first at 50 episodes don't count. And mm-hmm. I can the first fifty don't count. Yeah. Well, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you really don't find your stride until about you know fifty one or so. Yeah. So, Wait, is this fifty one for you, Gordon? Or uh, this will be pushing eighty, eighty one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. So I, I start to feel almost like a host. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like Pokemon. You collect <laughs> your badges. I think I got right. two now. You got two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But BJ, well, thanks again. Uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, I did have one other question. So mm-hmm. what? Uh, and you hear it a lot with a lot of a lot of podcasts out there, and I know y'all do it on y'all's. What are your thoughts on Patreon? You know, and having that that you know tier level with Patreon yeah, it's, on podcasts, and when is it an appropriate time to launch that side? Um, as far as appropriate time, I'm not. I I don't know if I can answer that because I mean Patreon came across or came around what three years ago so we were you know seven years deep um we we launched one um we started off with a bunch of tiers we kind of have it pared down um to like you know you know just toss us a buck if you can um and then we have i think it's the five dollar level you get access to all of our like all of our um, like our live stream stuff that we don't post out. So all of our YouTube unlisted stuff, we send that out to them so they can get in and list. And then for the people who really want to support us, we have like the black belt tier, which I think is 20 bucks. And then at the top of every show, we we read the list of the black belt patrons. Yeah. Um, and on DOO, we make we make fun of them. And that's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we only, we only do that shout out for Department of, in a Department of Defense, unless we do one for Homebrew Bound, too. We, I do the Black Belt on Homebrew Bound, and you guys should be doing it on Soundwave, too. Are you not? No. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll have to have, we'll have that meeting off air. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> I know uh, uh, Hop and Barrel does it as well. Yep, Hop and Barrel Happy Hour does it as well. Um, yeah, so we, I try to do it on, on all the shows just yeah. to, like, give them, you know, a little, like, hey, like, thank you. Um, but yeah, I know, I know a lot of other people, they do, they do a lot for it. My problem is between the full-time job running, well, we have 10 shows on the network now. Um, I don't have, like, it's, it's really hard to do like extra stuff. We tried doing like, um, a specific podcast for our patrons and we're like, well, this is just department of offense. So why are we doing, now we're doing two a week or two, like an extra one. And that's like, it's a lot of work. Um, and so what I found is like just the more passive stuff, like, Hey, here's a little thing, like we're doing this anyway, and here's a little value add for you. And for me, I wanted to make the, the information when I'm talking to somebody, it's, I'm trying to ask questions and give information out there that you're not necessarily going to get by reading a book or a textbook or taking class. So Mm -hmm. I didn't want to have, you know, that paywall to stop people from getting that information. So I just have Patreon uh, also use Cash App, Venmo, and PayPal, and I just say, "Hey, a buck a show as a tip jar," and because I mean, really, there's nothing a whole lot that I can offer. I feel like on top of what they're already getting from the show, like I'm not going to make you pay you know, ten dollars, fifteen, twenty dollars for for what? I mean, and I've had people drop that into the tip jar before. Like I had somebody go, Hey, I just listened to this episode of NSLB. Thank you. Here's 20 bucks. And I'm sitting there scratching my head. Like, 
thank you, but why? <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to argue with you, but you know. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. So it's, it, it really, it really comes down to how you feel about it and how much work you want to put into it and like what you think is fair. As, as far as the timing goes, I've seen podcasts that, and the host felt like they launched it too late because they didn't expect to have the success they did. And of course, there's no way to judge how that's going to go right out the gate or not. So yeah, I, I don't. Know. I'd, I'd I say, say get a, get a couple episodes under your belt. Yeah. Uh, make sure it's something that you want to actually do, and then yeah. and then push the. And it's free to sign up for Patreon. For example, you can create the page, and if it really works out, great. If it doesn't, you know you're not losing anything from it. Okay. All right. Oh, cool. Thanks yeah. for the info. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you again, BJ. Appreciate you. Yeah, again, being patient with me for the last week. Oh, hey. but Yeah, Thanks if for, uh, and no by problem. all means, if you have any other questions or anyone listening has more questions, feel free to send them my way. We'd be happy to bounce them back to you and give you the best info that we can. Other than that, thank you again, everyone. We'll catch you next time. Thank you again, everyone, to taking the time to tune in this week and each and every other week. Whether you're on an audio-only platform or you're checking out the YouTube channel, keep, make sure you keep up to date on future guests, live recordings, and new episodes by following the show on Facebook and Instagram at Rules of the Reno Podcast. And many of you have asked, how can you help out? If you'd be so kind, head over to Apple Podcasts, Audible, or wherever you're listening and drop a five-star review and make sure to leave a comment. Let me know what you think of the show. If you like the show, go ahead and tell people about it. Share it on your Facebook or Instagram stories. It really does help me out. And if you haven't yet, go check out the website, rulesdurinapodcast.com, where you can also see the new store that I set up with sweatshirts, T-shirts, tank tops. We're going in the summer season and more. And, of course, don't forget to check out my other show called No Stray Left Behind. You can follow NSLB on Instagram and Facebook at No Stray Left Behind Podcast. And all episodes are released on its own feed wherever you find your favorite shows. And also have the episodes up on YouTube under the ROA channel. Just click on the NSLB playlist. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, show ideas, or would like to be a guest on the show, feel free to shoot me an email, gordon at blindninjastudios.com. Rules of the Arena and No Stray Left Behind are produced and distributed by Blind Ninja, Blind Ninja Studios. Make sure to go check out their other shows and follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Blind Ninja Studios and on Twitter, you can find them at blind underscore ninja. Thank you, everyone, and I'll catch you next time.